we're back. This you're listening to this guy, that guy with John and Eric. I'm Eric, and I'm John. All right. So uh, feel bad for any of those that uh, listened to the first podcast because my sound was totally off and I did not know. So I listened to it and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and be better. Let's uh, we're gonna pull up Brandon Ingram and just just be better in general. Yeah. We're gonna do that. Yeah, it's gonna be so better gonna as off. of late. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, so we're gonna go ahead and kick it off with uh oh first of all, so this episode here, this is gonna be like a mini sode, uh, sports only, and uh, we're gonna keep it short and sweet, and we're gonna kick it off with a uh, rapid fire challenge, and we're gonna have John here try to say all the. Scores of the NBA games that play today, along with their highest scorers of each team, and he'll have 20 seconds. What do you think, John? Sounds got like it, a plan. I'll try it out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we're just we're gonna wait for him to just to, his face. Just to clarify, <laughs> are we doing highest score from both teams or just the winning team of that game? Oh, score both team, bro. We gotta make it hard. All right. So both teams, highest score for both each teams. player. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got to say both team scores. Then yep. you got to say the highest score from each team. All righty. All right. So there were eight games today. Uh, and you're just going to go for it. Let's see. So let me know when you're ready. All right. Ready when you are. Right. <laughs> Here we All go. All right. Here we go. Start in three, two, one, go. All right. Blazers and Hornets, 118 to 108. High score for the Blazers, Rodney Hood, 27 points. High score for the the Hornets, 23 <laughs> points. Here we go. Knicks, Clippers. What? Clippers won 128 to 107. It? And this guy messed me up. We had uh, Laundry Shamit, 21 points from the Clippers. And then Knicks, we had high score of Nick Vonley with 17 points. All right. Rockets, 115. Celtics, 104. Rockets, high score, James Harden, 42 points. High score oh, for... Oh, man. <laughs> it's Celtics over, Kyrie. 40 seconds. It's over. 40 cut, seconds. Cut. Dang. Dude, you're done, bro. You're done. <laughs> wow. That's tough. Oh man! All right, all right. You got you got a timer over there. Let me yeah. let me show you how it's done. You you try it out. So how many seconds was yeah. that? Oh, dude, I I was just listening to it because I was like trying to you know grade check you, and then I looked down my phone. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's already thirty two seconds. This guy's done. Oh man, you're not gonna. Get oh, by the way, I just want to. I want to go ahead and say that John's the one that chose how much time that he would be able to say Jeez. all the stuff. So, uh, yeah. All right, dude. Let me know when I'm you're ready. Go for it. Whatever. So, mine's mine's not in the same order. Mine's all freaking jacked up over here. So how many seconds Just, do you want? You no, try we gotta do the same challenge, dude. All right, dude. here we go. Whatever. Let me know. Whatever. It is what it is. All right. Whew. All right, guy. I gotta get pumped up here. All right. Uh. All right. <laughs> go. Or right. yeah. Count me down. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna okay. Be bad. Three, two, one, go. Chill Blazers, 118. Hornets, 108. Highest score, Ronnie Hood, 27. Highest score, Charlotte. Uh, Lamb, 23 points. Magic, 
Cavaliers. Oh, fuck. 93 for Magic, 107 for Cavs. Highest score, uh, Vucevic, 28 for the Cavs. And time. Magic. What Garbage. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, note, right. note Man, to- I didn't even get... Uh, <laughs> We got to make that longer. No, to we should just <laughs> no we should to do a ourselves. Minute. Yeah, we're gonna do a minute. <laughs> that was bad. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. Looking we're, forward to right. it. Uh, we'll go ahead and just do a regular, just scores and no, uh, no, uh, we call it no players. Yeah, yeah. Let's no do that. Points. All right. Just for the morning, folks. If uh, hopefully we got. Like at least one person that's listening that you know drives in the morning, maybe I don't know. So uh, I'll go ahead and kick off the. I'll kick uh, first game off, then you say the next game. Yada yada. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Portland Trailblazers. Jeez, I can't even talk. One eighteen, Charlotte Hornets. One oh eight. Alrighty, we got the Knicks at the Clippers. Clippers one twenty eight. Knicks one oh seven. You got the Raptors and Detroit Pistons. Raptors 107, lost to the Pistons 112. Alrighty, and then we got Rockets 115 at Boston 104. And we got the Hawks and Bulls. Hawks 123 to 118 Bulls. Alrighty, and then we got the Wizards beating the T-Wolves 135 to 121. And we'll go ahead and end it with the Grizzlies. 95 to 99 OKC beating them out. Oh, awkward. Uh, Cavaliers 107, Orlando 93. Oh, pff, yeah. You know, kind of forgot about the garbage teams. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> sorry, oh, well. Kevin, you know, LeBron's not there anymore. You guys aren't that uh, important, and you guys got the Browns. Anyway, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's some serious trash talk, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I feel bad for them. They need new owners for both teams. Just... Yeah, be, definitely. At least you guys got the Indians. <laughs> they almost <laughs> won a World Series. Almost. Oh, I mean, that's pretty good. Whoa, whoa. Okay, hold it. Hold on. Let's clarify. At least they got the Indians. They have the longest drought in sports history right now since the Cubs beat them in the World Series. <laughs> I think their World Series drought is like, I don't even know. It's like 90 years or something. Someone can fa- fact oh, check man. me on that. But yeah, yeah, at least they got the Indians, right? Don't worry. No one's listening to the podcast. <laughs> no fact checking. We, we speak only facts here. Dang. <laughs> That's what's going on. All right. It's, uh, so with our move along with our mini sode, we're going to go ahead and uh, kick it off with the, uh, we did talk about the, what, what was it? Quadruple overtime, right? Oh, yeah. Hawks and Bulls. Hawks and Bulls. I did say it was going to flip and obviously not go over time. I mean, that's like an obvious statement. Oh, yeah, they're not going to go. I was listening to the podcast and I was like, yeah, no shit. What the fuck? Anyway, <laughs> if you're thinking that, I was thinking that too. Um, so the Hawks winning 123 to 118. Bulls and, uh, I mean, it's not too much to say other than the guys are pretty tired. It looks like if you look at their minutes, no one went over 30 minutes. So obviously both coaches were uh, managing their guys. Right. Yeah, they were more conservative for sure. Um, we'll just, I want to clarify. Uh, I did think that the Bulls were going to win. Last podcast, I said Bulls were going to win. Uh, they lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we have to go with the road team. Uh, what did you say, Eric? 
Uh, yeah, I said that the uh, that would just flip, so the the Bulls won the last game. So I said, oh yeah, so the Hawks are going to win this game. And it's just okay, guys. Uh, so basically, if you want to bet on games, just talk to Eric. He knows everything about. Oh no, predictions. Oh no, it's all bad. No, no, no. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll do my best. Yeah. Don't don't bet on what I say though. Like once again, well, you can. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No professionals here, all right? Let's just uh, get that out of the way. Even Vince Carter, dude, he must be 12 years old because he only played 12 minutes. So I know. I was just going to point that out. I was looking <laughs> at that, too. He played 12 minutes. Yeah, three, dude, he's probably so sore. One for five. <laughs> he only made the three, the one yeah. three. Oh, man. And then Trey Young, obviously, his legs part. Yeah, he's only got 18 points and. I mean, there's not too much to say on this game because obviously, you know, it was it's more entertaining when they went, blah, 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 blah. yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, the only when thing, they went to four overtimes. Yeah, the only thing that's probably noticeable on on this game is the reason why Trey Young he only had 18 minutes was he actually got ejected for taunting. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, it was just a simple stare down, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a simple stare down. He basically, you know. He was just staring down the player after he had a three, and the the, the ref basically said, "Okay, you're out of here." It was a double like, technical, hey. I believe, and I believe he already had one, so he he you know second technical means you're ejected. So wow, yeah, I just tossed him out like, "Hey, bro, uh, you know, you get some rest, dude." So you ro- send you <laughs> send you off to the court. You're a rookie. You don't get to stare people down. <laughs> yeah, bro, you gotta wait till next year. Shoot. And then uh what with the Bulls, you know. Levine, you know, twenty twenty eight minutes, but only scored twelve and yeah. yeah, dude, it was just You can tell at least everyone they played was everybody. Yeah. Except for what, Sapson? Yeah, on the Bulls. Yeah, everyone played except for one guy. That's gotta feel like that kinda sucks. <laughs> I, feel well, like you know I, what? <laughs> I know. Interestingly enough, it seemed like everyone played at least sixteen minutes. That's actually really rare for an NBA game. I mean, yes, you yeah. sometimes if it's a blowout, you'll get the uh you'll get those bench warmers in for what, five minutes, eight minutes max? But wow, yeah, everyone got to team. play at least sixteen minutes? Okay. Yeah, it, it's you know what it is? It's that Tank phrase mode? yeah, I came up with it's uh, equal crapness. That's what's going on. <laughs> equal crapness, yeah. Yes, that's a technical term. Yeah. Hmm. To- it's totally a technical term. You know, uh, you find that in your dictionary. No one even knows what that is. You just look it up on Google, I guess. Oh, so Eric, I want to ask you, uh, how much of uh, the Bulls playing everyone is uh, trying to tank for, for a number one draft pick? Hmm... They played a lot oh. of their bench play, like their super bench players. How much of that is them wanting to lose? Yeah, dude. I mean, they're probably tanking about as hard as the Lakers are right now, you know? For that Zion oh, pick. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about the Lakers in the next, or in next however long in this mini-sode. But, uh, yeah, pretty disappointing. Anyways, we're going to talk about the Warriors and the Sixers game next, right? Oh, yeah. So this is a nice, close game. The Sixers were leading most of the way, but it was really tight, and it got super tight at the end of the game, which is, 
Uh, it was fun to watch, dude. All, although there was no Clay Thompson and no uh, Joel Embiid, it made it super entertaining. I, I loved the game. It was great, dude. Right, and look like um, I mean, what I'm just noticing. I didn't watch the game, but f- from the box score and the highlights, it looked like Demarcus Cousins was really solid. He had um, 29 minutes, 25 points, nine of 15. It's really efficient. He hit one three on 60 percent field goal percentage. That's pretty good. Seems like he's uh, he's making his way back, huh? Oh yeah, and I mean he he only jumps like what three inches off the ground, so that helps <laughs> right. out for him for sure. Oh yeah, I know you pointed that out earlier. It was like, you know what? Yeah, well, I mean it's not like he ever jumped super high anyway in the first place. So right, yeah, it, it's uh, that's good to see from him considering you know like I said we had a starter out on the oh yeah we like as if like I'm on the team yeah no uh really good for the Warriors uh considering like I said they had a starter out. And then Cousins picking it up, and once again, I mean, these are all all stars, so you can't can't be like giving them too much slack as to like, oh, yeah, good thing he picked up the slack, blah blah. You know, well, it's like, yeah, it's a given. He should be picking up the slack. So, right, uh, high expectations for the Warriors, even when they do have a uh, one starter out. Uh, it was good to see, you know, uh, Lee uh, off the bench. He's their their two way contract player. Uh, from the Santa Cruz Warriors, um, he's actually what what the uh, brother-in-law or future brother-in-law to Steph Curry. So uh, he's uh, obviously Steph Curry's got some star, star power, and it, I mean, just to throw this out there, I mean, uh, was it Langelo Lagello? He should have hmm. been friends with Curry. Curry probably could have got him at least in the G League, and then Jeez. he could have got into like you know uh, a two-way contract, show off his skills, but. Uh, yeah, maybe you could still do that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm noticing, I mean, I'm looking at Damian Lee's box score right here. He had the highest plus minus at 13, super efficient, 12 points, 4 or 6 shooting. Obviously, it's not like a ton of points, but it did seem like his shots were really well timed, especially, you know, towards the end of the game. Yeah, no doubt, especially since he's a G League uh, contract and, uh, I mean, that's how he helped out his brother, Seth Curry, as well. Not that he uh, started for the Warriors, but he was on the Santa Cruz Warriors, and then he got picked up. So, dude, you get in the G League, yeah, you don't get paid a lot, but you will get noticed. You know, you get picked right. up by someone. Uh, getting back toward to the game, but, uh, yeah, dude. So, it was a good game, especially with the Sixers. And, dude, Tobias Harris at the end of the game, that was – his his uh, foot was just out, and uh, not like he would have got that shot off anyway. It was really contested. But uh, right, so what was it at the end of the game? Were they down by three? Right. Right, right. So they uh, they would have tied it uh, with with him making the shot. I mean, yeah, yeah, the likelihood of ma- him making the shot is pretty much slim to none. But I guess that does kind of suck. Like if you're him, it's like. Man, he he's shooting so good and everything. That I mean, what are you supposed to do if you're that close to the line? You know, you need to create space, and you don't have any space left. So, the Warriors did great on defense uh, towards the end of the game uh, when it did get tight, and it, obviously Curry uh, did uh, better towards the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, KD right. did have the most points, but Curry had the most impact towards the end of the game because there was that one point where KD wasn't able to like hit his usual mid-range buckets uh 
right uh especially on the iso so yeah it's um, interestingly enough um sorry to cut you off eric but wow curry <laughs> he attempted 15 threes was he attempting some for his splash bro that was out clay thompson or what he had to jack up twice as many uh <laughs> yeah you might as well go for the record right <laughs> <laughs> right 15 three attempts that's wow I mean, yeah, Curry usually takes game. about what? I don't, I don't know exactly. Probably about ten, maybe eight to ten, something like that. Yeah, but wow, fifteen, maybe threes. around twelve. It's, it's not too much more. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely more. Yeah, for sure. You know, trying to make up. You know, well, I mean, Cousins considered himself a splash bro, so I mean, he uh, made one of two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good for him. 50%. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I expect. And a uh, good shout out to Scott. He played, this guy played tough, good defense over on the Sixers. And uh, he got 7 to 15. He coming off the bench, uh, 20, 22 points. Um, I saw him on the floor. He played great. Along with uh, TJ McConnell, dude. He actually showed up for the game, too. Not like he scored a ton of points. He got 10, 4 of 6, but uh, he was making great decisions uh playing defense and uh great passing so it's just showing that the sixers are uh ready to contend for sure right and man i'm you know they were super efficient from threes too i mean look two for four uh three for four six of nine the only one tobias harris he went three for 11 but everyone else was shooting at a high rate you know so it's good to see when you got your role players and then um, even, you know, Jimmy Butler, who, you know, we don't say he's a really good three-point shooter, but it's good to see when they're efficient and they're hitting down the threes that maybe they're supposed to be making, right? So that definitely no, kept him ahead of the Warriors for most of the game. No doubt. As, and also with, um, you know, what we're going to hear tomorrow from, like, mainstream media is obviously with – the youth of the Sixers and it showed towards the end of the game because uh, when Draymond, I don't believe it was a foul, but obviously no one's going to believe me because I'm a Draymond fan plus a Warriors fan. So, but anyway, he fouled Simmons towards the end of the game. And I think it was a controversial call, but like, not like it made a difference. The Warriors end up winning. But so Simmons uh, made the first shot and he's like, what a 54% free throw shooter. Right. And his next shot, he uh, instead of just go ahead and go ahead and get the next uh, free throw in, uh, he went ahead and uh, attempted to hit the rim, and guess what? It <laughs> he totally missed the rim. It just oh. bounced off the backboard, and Warriors ball. There right. you go. They had their chance to go ahead and tie or uh, win the game towards the end of the stretch. So right, uh, mm. that definitely shows on like. Uh, Brett Brown did take the heat for that. He did say that uh, that was on him because right. people were questioning whether, hey, the Simpsons take this upon himself to go and do that. And I mean, I, I kind of low key think he did. I don't have an issue with it, but right, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Well, okay, so that was a pretty exciting game. So yeah, Warriors one twenty, Sixers one seventeen. Uh. Here we go. You ready? You want to start us off? Oh yeah. So yeah. So with the uh, the Lakers, we we did say uh, there were uh, predictions made, 
and by both of us and regrets probably not maybe not regrets but more like let down let down yeah so so i already thought they were going to be out but yeah oh yeah no no don't worry i'll let you take you're gonna take over this one for sure so i just want to go ahead and say you know uh this guy john he said that the lakers no matter what no matter what happens after this phoenix game that they were not going to make the playoffs. So they lost 109-118. And the Suns came to play. And it doesn't seem like either team played all that great defense. But uh, that's to be expected, right? Go ahead, John. What do you got to say, bro? <sighs> so, yeah, like I said, if the Lakers lost this game, they're not making the playoffs. And I'm just going to go ha- go ahead and say it. The Lakers are losing to teams that they cannot lose to. They should not lose to. I mean, when you're losing to the Suns, I don't care if the Suns are at home. You're losing to the Pelicans. And when the Pelicans don't even have Anthony Davis, again, I don't care if they're not home. And then they lose to the Knicks earlier this year. They lost to the Cavs. And I'm going to say, I don't care if they didn't have LeBron for those games. These are games that the Lakers have to win. If they want to be a playoff team, they have to beat the teams that should be beaten. Right? And that's the thing that disappointed me the most, for sure, about this game is it's kind of the writing on the wall. I mean, if these guys can't take care of business against the bottom-tier teams, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I know they made it a close game, but what honestly what I'm looking at is why was it even close game? Why were they even losing the whole game? So, um, yeah, uh, definitely disappointing. Um, the culture needs to be shifted, but, you know, that could be another another day anyways what what do you what do you think eric go ahead and you can chime in a little bit on my rant (laughs) yeah so uh you getting off your soapbox for a second uh (laughs) so yeah dude so first of all i already thought the lakers were done um that was a given although i did not expect them to lose to the suns i gotta say uh i did expect more uh the body language of lebron as you can hear around um, mainstream media and it, you just see it especially on defense I mean he, he maybe tried a little bit better this game but you could just see he's just like walking with his hands down uh, he was he, he was trying to make a, like a fake attempt to uh, clo- I don't, I'm not sure who shot the three over on the Suns but he is probably Booker or something but anyway uh, he Attempted to do like a closeout on him for defense, but didn't even put his hands up or jump. Or actually, no, he put his hands up, but didn't jump. He just like walked towards him. So it's like, don't even bother, dude. It's the same as you just standing around because it's not, that's still not trying. Like, at least run towards him. Just like you see McGee's uh, so often. Like, he actually does try. And, you know, and th- this dude's on a one year contract, and uh, maybe that's what, you know, is driving him, obviously. But, when he goes to close out uh, a three-point shooter, yeah, most of the time they're like probably making the shot because he doesn't want to foul them. But you see him actually sprinting towards them and then jumping to uh, at least attempt a block. And every once in a while he does get a piece of it. So, Right. So the thing with LeBron is I noticed when he gets frustrated, 
his defense, you really see it on the court. So he, maybe he'll try, let's say, you know, first quarter of the game, whatever, or you'll see him running. Looks He looks really active on defense and things like that. But when you notice that they start to make shots, the other team, or the Lakers start to make mistakes, that's when his body, you can tell by his body language, he really starts to kind of, you know, you could tell on his defense, like you said, not contesting, barely closing out, walking. I mean, interestingly enough, um, I didn't talk about this the other day, and I probably should have brought it up, but the Bucks game... I believe, Eric, there was about 15 seconds left. And what did LeBron do? He walked off the court. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is kind of reminiscent of the playoffs when he played, I believe it was Orlando, right? Or I forgot, Orlando or Boston. He didn't shake anyone's hands when he lost the series. So I'm kind of noticing the same things we're seeing here. And just this game, do you know what he did, Eric? I'm sure you saw it. He threw the... uh, What's that? So on on an inbound oh. play third quarter, <laughs> inbound play guys third quarter, he's oh this uh, is awesome yeah he's throwing the ball right he got so mad after the Suns made the uh made a basket he threw the ball at the backboard while he was inbounding so guess what it was a turnover Suns ball <laughs> I mean yes no matter how upset you are you just you can't do that you know I mean. You're supposed to be a leader. You know, you need to lead by example. And when you got the young Lakers seeing the way you're acting or how you're doing it, it's like, I'm sorry. It's just embarrassing, right? I mean, you're talking about how, oh, people, you know, if they can't handle it or whatever, they shouldn't be, you know, wearing this Lakers uniform. Well, dude, if you can't handle, you know, the adversity that comes with playing in L.A., then maybe you shouldn't play for L.A., you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. so I think uh, uh, I mean this this is an obvious statement. He's like way I take it is like you know a kid didn't get their new toy and they're just like pouting now. It's like eh, I don't want to do anything now. It's like yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? So he didn't get Anthony Davis. So it's now it's just like you know who gives a shit. But that's just my personal opinion. Right. Uh, And I mean, okay, it looks he does. Obviously, you know, he does have an impact on the game. He had 27 points, 10 of 21 shooting, um, 16 assists, nine rebounds. So that's a really, you know, it's a good stat line. But sometimes, obviously, as we know, Eric, um, it goes beyond the stats and just their demeanor and um, just timely plays. You can see that you can't see that in the stats. So just because he's putting these crazy stats, right, it doesn't reflect sometimes how it went in the game. You know what I mean? No doubt, and especially it being LeBron. So the the bar is set by him uh, so much higher. So uh, by any other player, yeah, yeah. I, maybe it was sounding, maybe I sounded like I was hating with him pouting, but you know, he, the bar is set so high for him, and he should be hitting that every time because. He is one of the greatest players of all time, and respect to him for that. You know, he earned it. Um, and him just getting these stats the way they are, yeah, for any other player, dude, that'd be awesome. For him, it's like, come on, dude. We know you could do more. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we can't just blame LeBron again. Um, I'll say this is the defense. It's just, I mean, 
the defense as a whole needs to be better. And I don't know. It's just, you know, it's not leaving any threes wide open. It's contesting in the paint, which, you know, I, I will say I do see them at times contest and they do look like they're playing good defense, but it has to be throughout the whole entire game. They cannot get la- lackadaisical or however you say that throughout in spurts <laughs> of the game. So. No doubt. And, and then, you know, what's funny is like, you know, the Suns only saw like 23% from three. So it's not like they got killed by the three. You know, only six threes against the Lakers. Right. And uh, uh, maybe just shot a little bit better in the, in the in the mid-range to the, in the paint as well uh, for the Suns. That's like pretty much what won it. But it was a close game, wasn't it? Like for the most part, watching right. that game. It was a close game, but I think that the Suns were, I mean, they had the, I think they had the advantage throughout the game. Um, maybe the first half it was close, and then I think they started to pull away a little bit, but never without, never like, you know, um, never without striking distance for the Lakers to try to make a comeback, which, you know, fourth quarter they did seem, I think they cut it down to three points. Um yeah, so, okay, so then I guess the positives, again, Ingram, 25 points, 10 of 19 shooting. Uh, he shot 53%. He hit both of his threes. So it did seem like, it does seem like the Ingram, um, you know, what's going on is not just a one-hit wonder. I'm really seeing him kind of take that next step, right? So I guess the good thing about the Lakers, at least, is, Ingram seems to be really coming along after a slow start. So for me, I'm still going to sit out on that one. Um, if he closes the season out like this, yes, yes, he's uh, he finally arrived. I mean, a little late, but I mean that gives value for the Lakers, and that means Magic will probably end up trading him next next uh, <laughs> season for somebody. Let's just be real. Right. I mean, they, they, he's probably going to get he's going to get got. So yeah, and then Kuzma. Uh, he seems to be maybe suffering from the, what happened around the trade and all that stuff. Cause he did drop off a little bit, not by much. Cause he's still, he's still out there balling. Do he's still trying to play defense and all that. And we got to give credit to the, you know, the, the, the Suns. they knew the Lakers are coming in. Lakers are trying to make the playoffs and the Suns uh, play good, just good enough, dude, to beat them out and, uh, do a little shout out to McGee, dude. So, you know, so he's not on Shaq in the full for this game by any means. He's making 100% of his shots. Yeah, they were all alley-oops, but fuck it. He made them all, right? Right. I mean, 21 points, 10 for 10 shooting. That's, I mean, you can't, get, that's the definition of efficient. Yeah, he, he did great. Um, so going forward, we'll see. Uh, so you're not going to change. Let's, let's say the Lakers go on a three-game win streak. Are you going to flop like most Laker fans and be like, oh, man, here we go, here we go? Um, Honestly, I can't remember the last time the Lakers went on a three-game winning streak, so uh, I'm just going to have to pass on that question because I don't even remember when, <laughs> when the last time the Lakers <laughs> went on a three-game winning streak. I think it was before LeBron got hurt, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, everyone talks about, oh, they were four seed when this is a whole different topic. Maybe I'm kind of like throwing shade. Uh, but uh, 
they're they're four seed, yada yada, before you got hurt. But the thing is, like, weren't there like four teams, three or four teams, like tied for four seed at the time? So it's like it's kind of an inflated stat, and no one ever brings it up in the mainstream media uh, for obvious reasons, because you know LeBron brings them money, dude. The guy's popular. I mean, I'll blame him. And, yeah, well, the thing was they were winning the games they needed to, and they were playing really well against the teams that were, you know, like like the Warriors or whoever, Houston, right? Um, and they did start off the season really slow, so I think, you know, they had to work to get to that fourth seed. So, yes, there were teams tied for it, but I think they started off really slow, so they were actually, like, really hot, you know, like getting into that fourth seed. But, uh, yeah, anyways, so, yeah, Lakers letting me down. But, you know, you have to be a fan throughout the adversity. So I'll keep rooting for them. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, dude, um, for sure. And just before uh, we close out this Lakers-Suns segment or talk about or whatever, is that, dude, I just want to give a little shout-out to Lonzo Ball. Yeah, he had no appearance here. He wasn't on the court. But I feel like from you know an outsider looking in, I'm not a Lakers fan, uh, that they were about to hit their stride before he got hurt. And then, obviously, you know, a couple little injuries. So the lineup keeps changing over and over throughout the season for the Lakers. And no, no help by Luke Walton either because he keeps experimenting with different stuff and then the guys get hurt too. So... Uh, I I feel like uh, if Lonzo ain't hurt, uh, maybe they'd obviously have a better chance to get into the playoffs, making LeVar Ball looking like a genius again. Um, but for sure, I think Lonzo would have helped him. Uh, once again, he's great on defense. He's gotten a lot better. And then he, he's a playmaker, dude. Uh, yeah, that's I, a good point. I think point. they would have had a better chance. That's a good point, Eric. Um, so unlike, uh, I mean, you will see some stats for Lonzo, but a lot of it is what you don't see in the stat sheet. Like he'll pick up full court, you know, against the ball handler for the other team. And he kind of just plays with this this extra gear that he can kind of turn it on, like in the fast court, in the fast break. You see this quickness from him that, you know, not many players have in the NBA. And just his his IQ is really high. He knows like when he can go and try to pick a pass off. So a lot of that I haven't been seeing from anyone else on the Lakers. So that's something that, you know, Lonzo can definitely bring. It's unfortunate that he's been hurt. Um, I kind of knew going into the season that he was going to be a little injury prone just because that whole off season, he had that torn meniscus, right? So he couldn't really do any strengthening of his legs, unfortunately. So it is what it is. We can't really make excuses. I mean, we still got LeBron, we got Kuzma, and we got Ingram. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Lonzo Ball, though. I mean, I wonder, are they going to shut him down or if they keep losing? But if he comes back and they keep win- and they start to win, we're going to hear uh, our friend LeVar Ball, I told y'all, I told y'all, Lonzo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably clipping like crazy, old. but you. yeah, <laughs> Lavar Ball, me some dude, Levar he'll Ball speak it into quotes. existence. <laughs> Lakers don't make playoffs without Lonzo. 
Oh, man. All right. So to end it off uh, with this episode, we're going to go over the Shacked in the Fool and LeBron made it, bro. Uh, as John was saying earlier, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, dude. It's just LeBron hitting the backboard and it just like goes right back to the Suns. And <laughs> if anything, it would have hit Tyson Chandler in the head, dude. <laughs> to be right. Oh, man. Oh, okay. So, uh, real quick, uh, I'll do Kobe a quick have rundown. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. He's probably the Kobe Colt, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, with the comments on Twitter, it's it's hilarious. Uh, this one dude is like, let choke playoff activated, question mark, a bunch of laugh some, uh, some, uh, emojis. And then uh, another dude has a gift that's uh, – that's not my goat. It has uh, Michael Jordan just laughing. Oh wow, uh, dude! And tons of Kobe gifts of like the what, <laughs> and then like the Kobe just kind of like uh, eye roll to to the side. Another Jordan laughing again, dude. It's, it's oh yeah. Uh, the, the hate is on. The hate's right. been activated. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hate is back. I mean. The Kobe and you know the Kobe and the Jordan diehards are definitely loving uh, LeBron struggling, and even the oh, you'll yes. see the Kobe even though you know Kobe fans right you think oh they should be Lakers fans but there are some Kobe fans that honestly don't like LeBron even on their team right so just because they're diehard Kobe fans right so, oh yeah uh, that's what you'll see there no doubt dude. Uh, so we'll end it with that, dude. And uh, that was our mini sewed. Uh, quite a bit shorter than our uh, our regular uh, podcast that you you still see uh, once a week that talks about sports, some gaming news, and uh, of course what's going on in our lives or what's just going on in life in general. Um, we'll follow up with these minisodes, especially with like uh, just some, like important sports stuff happens or stuff we find interesting and that we should talk about right away while they happened you know so you got anything else to add john um just follow us on instagram fo- uh follow us on twitter we're uh, posting on there too so you guys can figure out when we're gonna post or uh, if you guys have any comments or questions you guys want to ask us feel free to our uh, instagram is this guy that guy show you can find us on twitter also so uh, what's our name on twitter Eric. So with Twitter, we're we're John and Eric, uh, no spaces, obviously. And then you can also find us not just on iTunes. You can find us on um, Spotify uh, podcast section, also Stitcher, and we'll soon be on iHeartRadio podcast along with TuneIn, the uh, TuneIn app uh, podcast. So uh, with iHeartRadio and in TuneIn, you'll probably see those, and uh, I want to say. It could be anywhere for the next few days. It's just up to them when they put us on there. So it could be next few days to a week. Uh, but I mean, we'll we're let on you iTunes. Guys know. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> exactly. And then we'll go ahead and have a uh, quiet letter take it away. <laughs> <laughs>